Happy Friday morning and welcome back to the show. I'm back from a week-long vacation, kid-free vacation in Maine with my wife. We did a couple of days in Acadia National Park, which is absolutely gorgeous, and then a couple of days in Portland where like the food is good and the breweries are good, but there ain't much else to do in Portland. And so one of the things that I've been doing this year has been posting something on LinkedIn, at least one item every single day. And I spent my time in Maine looking for ideas. And so I ended up talking to a bunch of business owners and talking to people that run interesting businesses looking for content. And as you're looking for these kinds of things, your mind finds all of these interesting stories and all these interesting business lessons. And so today I want to share with you a couple of lessons from the road and how I'm going to be implementing them in my business, how you can implement them in your business and in your career, no matter where you are in your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome to Time Freedom for Lawyers, where the goal is to become less busy, make more money, and spend more time doing what you want instead of what you have to. Bringing together guests from all walks of life who are living a life of their own design and sharing actionable tips for how you too can live the life of your dreams. Now, here's your host, Brian Glass. Okay, just a couple quick things before we get there. Number one, I haven't made this request in a while, but if you're getting value out of this show, would you do me the kindness of leaving me a rating wherever it is that you listen, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever else, leave a rating for the show, leave a keyword rich review for the show and share it with just one other person. My target audience is law firm owners and lawyers who are somewhere between maybe three and 10 years along their journey. I think law students will get a lot of value out of this show if you have a law student in your life, but really people who are on the earlier stages of their growth journey in the legal path. That's my target audience. If you've got somebody like that in your life, do me a favor and share this show with them. Second thing, we have our Great Legal Marketing Summit coming up in Orlando in October And one of the things that we'll be selling from the stage in October is application into our mastermind programs. We run two mastermind programs at Great Legal Marketing, the Hero Accelerated Program, which is for firms generally who are doing under a million dollars in revenue, generally who have less than seven employees, generally where the owner operator is still heavily involved in the day-to-day. Secondly, we run the Icon Accelerated Group, which is, again, generally for firms that are doing over a million dollars in revenue, over seven employees, and where the owner and the operator is trying to elevate out of the operator seat, become more of the owner and more of like the captain of the ship than the person who is rowing. So those are the two groups. And The thing is that we have a lot of people who are interested in those groups, but have never been part of a mastermind. And because they've never been in a mastermind before, they're not ready yet to commit ten dollars or $20,000 per year, which is what the membership cost is. So here's a quick promotion Ben and I are running. If you go to glmsummit.com now and you buy your ticket for this year's summit, this year's summit is October 12th through 14th in sunny Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Orlando Resort, Bonnet Creek. It's a great hotel and it's going to be a great three-day three ring circus, you're going to get a ton of value out of it. But we're going to make the deal even sweeter. For the next 12 firms that go to glmsummit.com and buy their ticket for this year's summit and use checkout code mastermind in the promo code section, we're going to throw in a free one day mastermind event in our office in Fairfax, Virginia, 
December 12th. That's a Tuesday. We're going to run from nine to five. Ben and I are buying lunch and breakfast for you. You need to show up with your best business idea from the last year and the problem that you're looking to solve. This is open for 12 firms only. It is not open to firms that are currently members of our accelerated groups. You guys already get the value of the mastermind. This is open only to new members. And so if you're one of the first 12 that sign up, we're going to host a free one-day mastermind. You are going to get a shit ton of value out of that. And I promise if you've never been a member of a mastermind group before and you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, you're going to get at least 10x the value of your summit ticket by showing up for this one day. And my suspicion is you're probably going to want to sign up for the next year in one of our accelerated groups. And then we'll take a look at whether you fit the profile and whether we have space for you based on our area and practice area exclusivity within those groups. Okay, that's it for the announcements. On with the learning. So two big takeaways from me on this trip. Again, my toxic trait really is that I walk into any business and I think about how I could run this better. And I'm trying to get better about that and think what could I learn from what this business is doing. So we stopped at two really interesting places along the way. One is this place called Red Lobster Speakeasy. Red Lobster, Rebel Lobster Speakeasy is the name of this place. It's in uh, Bar Harbor, Maine. And it is in the back of on the side of, in the back of a gift shop. Brilliant, brilliant idea. We're in Bar Harbor. There's all these expensive gift shops. Your wife wants to stop in the seventh gift shop of the day. And all you want to do is have a beer. Guess what? There's this speakeasy in the back of the gift shop. This guy is a genius. So I got talking to him about his story. He owns now this six or eight bar stool little bar in the back of his wife's gift shop. His wife, 10 years ago, left corporate banking to open a locals only handcraft, uh, beautiful little shop, ornaments, whatever. And and f- six years after that, he left his DJ job because he'd just gotten bored with it. And, and I talked to him about DJ. Now you can do that anywhere from wherever. And he's like, yeah, no, exactly. And so all of our jobs are getting moved somewhere into the Midwest where the rates of living are cheaper and where people will do the job for less money. And so like the jobs are evaporating. And so I'm looking around for some other interesting thing to do. And so I set up this bar and he runs seven days a week. He's the only employee at the bar seven days a week from early April through, he said late October, the cruise ship stopped coming around and then they stay open for another couple of weeks. And he's just having fun. He hosts trivia nights. We were there. He was playing this cover song trivia where he would play a cover song and you had to come up with the name of the original artist. And so we're walking through. He's got great energy. He's, hey, sit down, play this game. And we ended up having a couple of beers there and making good friends and, and having a great story to tell to you all, right? And the takeaway from that is that if you're not doing something that brings you life, something that you would be interested in doing for seven days a week, what can you do to change? What can you do to implement different things in your business to attract different clients, to have attract different employees, so that if you had to operate seven days a week because your season was short, you liked it and you didn't hate going to work on Monday morning. So many people hate Sunday night because they hate Monday morning. And by the time it's Wednesday, you're looking forward to Friday. I saw this coffee mug that says something like nothing fucks up your Friday more than realizing that it's Wednesday. And that's how most people live their lives. And my challenge to you is what are the things you have to do in your life to not live your life that way? Because you have the option. And in this guy's case, and in his wife's case, the option was leaving corporate jobs, opening shops with things that they were really passionate about. In her case, local handmade 
ornaments and tchotchkes and these gorgeous wood carvings. And in his case, making eight new friends every single night. Because everybody coming through there is a visitor. There's really no locals going to bars in Bar Harbor. So this guy, every couple of hours, is making eight new friends, and and he lives for it. And I thought, what a wonderful way to spend your second career. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, we stayed at this awesome bed and breakfast called the Harbor Cottage Inn in Southwest Harbor, Maine. It's on what they call the quiet side. It's actually outside of Bar Harbor about 30 minutes. And it was perfect for us. We stayed there for three days. We had our own little walk-in entrance outside of the main. And we got to know over the course of three days, the innkeeper and her husband, who is the chef. And they've got a little bar that operates from four to eight o'clock. And then they have, of course, like like most B&Bs do, they have a little honor bar. And so one of the nights we come back at 745 Krista's wiped out, ready to go to bed. I'm like, let's just go see if there's anybody interesting in the bar to go talk to. And we walk down there, 747, 750, whatever, expecting really, we'll just pick something out of the honor bar. The bar is probably closing. And so we end up and we sit down and the innkeeper and her husband are sitting there having a glass of champagne. So we started having a drink with them and started learning their story about how long has this place been operating and what do you guys do in the off season? Because again, Bar Harbor really shuts down for most of the winter. And she says, this place has been around for two years, and I was at an inn previous to this for 10 years, and when that inn got sold, the person who bought that inn only bought the property. He didn't also buy the business, which there's probably a due diligence story in there, and there's may, maybe there was something wrong with the actual business, but he didn't actually buy the business. And she says, so then what we did when we moved to this place is I said, I had this curated list the list within the list. So everybody keeps the list of their returning clients or all your clients, right? You have an email list. You probably have a mailing list of everybody who's ever been a client of yours. What most people don't have is a list within the list. Who are your best clients? Who are the top 10%? The people that come back year after year, the people that bring their friends, the people that don't complain, and the people that you actually enjoy being around. So she came to the owners of this B&B and said, if you bring me on, I will bring you my list within the list. Because these people call me and they text me and they email me and they say, what's going on with this place that just shut down? And so I came over here to this new bed and breakfast and I had 35, 40, 45 families who we could just seed into the place. So when we opened at full capacity, we didn't have to advertise on Airbnb, didn't have to advertise on Verbo, didn't have to advertise on Expedia, could just launch our website, not run any ads, and I brought my people with me. And I thought, shit, that is so important for attorneys and for associates to have your list, your cultivated list of clients within the list who view you as the product, not the law firm as the product, because people have relationships with people. People don't have relationships with businesses. If your favorite chef goes to a different restaurant, you follow the chef. If your favorite hairdresser goes to a different salon, you follow the hairdresser. If your lawyer goes to a different firm, oftentimes you follow the lawyer. And yes, there are ethics rules around, got to send the letter saying, do you want to stay with me? Do you want to go with me? Do you want to find a different lawyer altogether? But 99 times out of 100, people are going to go with the lawyer who's handled most of their case. And so there's two challenges there. Number one, if you're a lawyer, if you're a younger lawyer and you're not an owner of the business, your mindset has to be. My lifeblood is my ability to generate my own clients and to keep them as my clients. 
Okay. Yes, they are clients of the firm, but they need to think of you first and their relationship with you first. So what does that mean? That means doing a better job of going outside of the regular email list and the regular mail correspondence and the newsletter that your firm has or whatever it is. It means while your paralegal is the one who does all of the day-to-day interaction with the clients, you are touching the clients in an emotional way. You are the one who's calling to check in on them sometimes just to check in on them because lawyers were often delivering bad news. We're often calling to say the offer isn't what we thought it would be. Here's the problems with your case, right? How often are lawyers reaching out affirmatively and saying, how are you doing? This is the way that we generate and cultivate positive relationships with our clients so that if something happens, if we need to leave the firm or if we are fired or whatever, our clients are going to come and follow us because they're our clients. Now, flip side of that, if you're the law firm owner and everything that I just said to your associates scares you, it should. You are not in the day-to-day of any of these cases, typically. You're not in the day-to-day of your associates' cases for sure. And so what does that mean for you? It means that there's an even larger opportunity to be the one who's making the emotional connection with the clients because you are not the one who's saying, here's the problems with your case. You are not the one who's saying, here's the crappy offer that the insurance company gave us. You are not the one who's saying, here's all the reasons that I can't win your custody battle. You are the one who can set the positive influence, set the positive tone, and do affirmative reach out to these people and do quality assurance. Like imagine if once a quarter or once a month, you picked up the phone and you called every single client and you said, Hey, this is Brian. I I know that John is handling your case. I just want to check in on you and see how everything's doing. Is there anything I can do for you? Like your job as a law firm owner is usually not to do the work. Your job is to cultivate the relationships with clients and with your employees and then foster relationships between your employees and your clients, all the while making sure that the client is thinking of you and not them, that the client wants to stay for your positive influence and for your excellence in the law, even if you're not the one touching their case. And so the idea of just having this list within the list of if everything else went to shit, who are the 20 to 25% of the clients that I would want to take with me? Who are the clients, if you're in an hourly practice, that pay their bills on time, that never complain, that always have their retainer refilled? Who are the clients, if you're in an injury practice like I am, have great health insurance, follow all of your instructions, and don't have a cousin that's saying, I got $50,000 and I wasn't even hurt? How can we draw a ring around those clients, a pen around those clients, and keep them in and do our best to foster them and to find more people that look like them? In all of your marketing and all of your emotional connection with the clients ought to be designed around finding more people that look like them. And you can't do it if you've never thought about who's my best client. It's not that your best client is bad crash, bad injury, wasn't their fault, lots of insurance, right? Because you don't have any control over that. Yeah. Your best client thinks a certain way. They probably have a certain type of job. They probably have health insurance. So that is a component of it. Those cases are just easier to settle, at least in Virginia. But there are things around your client professional versus non-professional. If you're in workers' comp, has a family, probably somebody who's like in his mid-40s, works at a construction job. Who is your best client thinking about all that and what kind of marketing do we have to do to attract more and more of those people and then keep them here once they're here? They're cultivating that list within the list and being really diligent and intentional about marketing to those people. And then once they've signed up, 
continuing to market to them and reaffirm that they made a great decision in hiring us and we're going to emotionally take care of them first. Yes, we're going to do a great job on their legal case, but you could do a great job on a legal case and be an asshole. And if you're an asshole, they're not going to hire you a second time. Let that sink in. You could do probably a mediocre job on their legal case. Again, not permission to do it, but you could do a mediocre job on their legal case and be amazing at the handholding. And they're going to hire you a second time, post a positive review on Google and take care of you by referring their friends to you. Just something to think about. So always interesting to come back from the road. The, the mind focuses on what you focus it on. And when I go out, I'm always thinking about number one, what would I do differently in this business? And number two, what could I learn from this business? And as you spend more time intentionally thinking about that, these little things are going to come to you. I hope you found this helpful. If you do, again, please share it with one other person. That's how this podcast grows. Go to glmsummit.com to pick up your ticket for this amazing three-day summit that we're going to have in Orlando. And again, if you're one of the next 12 people to buy and you use promo code MASTERMIND, we're going to throw in a free one-day mastermind December 12th in our office in Fairfax, Virginia. I hope to see you there. Peace.